0: John the Baptist heralds the Mighty One who is coming." John teaches that preparation for God's reign is not a matter of identity, but of bearing fruits of merciful justice, radical generosity and vocational integrity. Today's gospel comes from Luke the third chapter, beginning with the seventh verse. Praise John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, "You brood of vipers." Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, and we, what should we do? He said to them, do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, His winnowing fork is in, is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people the Gospel of our Lord. Our Gospel reading today picks up where we left off last week, when Luke established John in time and as a prophet in the tradition of Isaiah, concerned for all peoples and calling those around him to repent and prepare for the coming of God. Last week, we heard the naming of Roman rulers, the foreign power occupying Israel. Their power and influence was so ubiquitous that even the Jewish religious leaders, Annas and Caiaphas were named with Tiberius, Pilate and Herod, even they were captive to and complicit in Rome's damage to the people of Israel. In today's portion, John speaks to the crowds of his own people who have come to be baptized. And it isn't exactly friendly sounding. John isn't messing around. He isn't suffering fools. Prophets see what is and what ought to be. They speak that truth to power and to people everywhere. You brood of vipers. John associates those who are coming to him now with the snake of Genesis 3, 1 through 7, tempting humanity away from God. Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. John is a prophet of the apocalypse. The end of this age will be replaced by the age to come, the realm of God realized here and now. He tells the people to turn from sin and to return to God, to a life that embodies divine aims. The axe is lying at the root of the trees. The apocalyptic separation is underway. Repentance, turning away from sin, is urgent. Humanity has not just once turned away from God. It does it over and over and over again, choosing sin, choosing our own hedonism, over right relationship with God and with one another. As we talked about last week, John aims to remind the people of their formation as the people of God in the wilderness. Faithful living like Abraham and Sarah, especially in hospitality to strangers. Obviously, we're ignoring the gross and creepy things like passing as siblings or their abuse and exploitation of Hagar. We're talking about the good stuff as faithful living. Do not say we have Abraham and Sarah as our ancestors because God can make children for Abraham and Sarah out of these stones. Their identity, our identity as Abraham and Sarah's children, as children of God is not inherited by bloodline, but it is an identity that requires us daily, requires us to constantly Practice mercy and justice, generosity and integrity. Again, looking to Abraham and Sarah, we're selectively remembering the good stuff and conveniently forgetting the bad. If you have two coats, share with anyone who has none. Do not collect more than is due to you. Do not abuse power through extortion, threat, and false accusation. God has made a covenant with us. So the answer to the question, what shall we do, is to live covenantally by providing for the needs of all, of everyone in the community. John's words here in Luke are words of resistance Words that speak to that coming New World Order that we mentioned last week. Or as Miguel A. De La Torre, a professor at Iliff School of Theology says, When soldiers ask John the Baptist what they must do, John responds that they must not use coercion or extortion against anyone. But an empire can only be sustained by its army carrying out violent actions. War, by its very definition, requires violence, and therefore John's response is revolutionary, for if imperial armies cease doing violence, empires will cease to exist. The verses immediately following today's portion continue that revolution. They tell of John's boldness, in proclamation against figures of the empire, of his speaking truth to power, and some of those real-world bodily consequences of saying the things that need to be said, especially to and about the people that don't want to hear them. Prepare the way of the Lord is a sounding of the apocalypse. The passing of this age full of war, poverty, violence, and inequality makes way for the realm of God at hand, here, now, and not quite yet. God is on the verge of effecting cosmic change. The community of God on Earth, then and now, is to live without being consumed by the false values of empires. Bearing witness to divine, bearing witness to the divine will by keeping covenants of God with one another. John offers a baptism of water for the repentance of sin. He prepares us for the coming of Jesus who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire, signs of divine and cosmic judgment. It's kind of a harsh image that fire. Fire that judgment in the Advent season as we prepare for Jesus' birth, as an infant out of his mother's womb, messy with an assortment of body fluids. We don't think of babies as carrying winnowing forks and clearing the threshing floor, separating wheat from chaff. Once cleaned of the various waters of birth, babies are soft. Selfish, sleepy things. Their harshness is in shrill cries and whatever is found in their diapers. It's not exactly images of apocalypse and revolution. Though, babies are the end of one age bringing about a new. The advent of a child ends one's way of living to usher in new ways that are centered around that infant, which I imagine, not being a parent myself, for many, if not all, is a revolution of its own. But anyway, Luke's depiction of John the baptizer coming out of the wilderness, calling us to prepare the way of God for the coming of God's realm calling us to repentance, to turn away from sin, the breaking of right relationship, and calling us away from the temptations of this harmful age, and back to living in the covenant, living in right relationship with God and one another is the revolution, the new world order, the age to come for which we prepare this advent and every season.